This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that, unlike Chelsea, is so over last season. Uh, well, it looked like I missed a good one, swapping the delights of Stamford Bridge on, on a Saturday afternoon for the Elysian Fields of Mid-Hampshire. Judging by the reaction I saw on social media to Chelsea's 1-0 defeat to Forest, we might have been better off putting a collection of the farm animals I had for company on the pitch instead of £1 billion of... Sorry, £1 billion of footballing talent. Yes, £1 billion. Anyway, it all seemed like a ghastly nightmare of last season, didn't it? Well-organised team looking to hit us on the counter, capitalises on a defensive error and is gifted a goal. Sit back and defend tenaciously with 10 men behind the ball and Chelsea can't break them down and lose 1-0. We've all seen that movie many 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 times but is it really as bad as last season should we be surprised after all the average age of the squad is 22 and a half they sound like a kind of a footballing version of adrian mole don't they that's one for the teenagers um they have a handful of games in the premier league in spite of the millions spent we don't have an attacking creative player worthy of lacing hazard's boots and we don't have a 20 goal per season striker so not a lot has changed in much respects as it happens, I watched the full game back. Uh, by the way, thank you to the Chelsea FC website because they are now you're allowed you're able to see the full games. Uh, they they stopped doing that for a while, so okay, fair play. I I appreciate that. It was very useful for me so to do. Anyway, I watched the full game back, and from what I saw, we created much more than last season and had far more intent, albeit not being able to finish their dinner. There was also a better vibe about the team. What does that mean? Well, I don't know. I couldn't think of anything else to put, really. But anyway, there was a better vibe about the team than the pondering misery and disinterest we saw last season. The reality is we have a very young 
an inexperienced team and already have nine out with injury. And while Saturday was not great, and there will be as many downs as ups this season, I firmly believe that they will improve and get better. After all, there's much room for improvement. And the title of tonight's show is So Last Season, said with a flounce. That's not in the title, so it's just So Last Season. Uh, Chelsea Fancast 1059. Good evening, Jonathan Kidd. Uh, good evening, David Chidgy. Um, you've got your uh, you've got your positive hat on and your uh, your optimistic shirt. Balanced, mate. Balanced. Not not necessarily positive. Balanced. Balanced. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I didn't see many of the things that you saw. Well, you see, I, you know, I, do you know what you've reminded me because I had completely forgotten because this was the first thing I meant to ask you because. I I I wa- I I wondered this after I'd watched the game on the telly. Uh you know on the website um uh, yesterday as it happens but uh I wondered immediately after as I thought am I watching this with a cold objectivity that I would not normally have had I been in the stadium watching it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Completely and utterly. Also I think you'll discover that because they put it on the website they they fast forward it so it's twice as quick, so it looks as if we're passing the ball more quickly. No, it wasn't. It was it was two hours of viewing that I had to do specially for this show, mate. Two hours of my life I won't get back. So you do watch well. Good for you. That's really good. That's because otherwise I thought we were going to position where you'd have watched a couple of minutes and watched match of the day, and that was that. The, the no. sky clip on me mobile. Yes. Oh, we look great. We look fantastic. Oh, we only let one goal um, in. My 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 complaint about it was that. Um, you know, the worst possible thing was to give a goal away because you knew that they were just going to then... Um, well, we said on Friday, didn't we? Yeah. We yeah, predicted yeah. it, as we often do. Yeah. Um, it was just, once again, the lack of, of anything in the final third. And it just makes you realise how wonderful Rhys James is because um, they seem to go... There doesn't seem to be anything other than this... Um, Somebody on the right gets it, has a go at moving forward, beats a player, passes it backwards, plays a triangle. Somebody then looks to make a run and then it eventually goes to Gusto, who sent us. And it's terrible. And uh, and it was like watching Dave all over again. You know, it's, it's, you know it's... I, I, I thought that. I mean, it's it, we're going to talk about this in, in, in part one. But, um, yeah, Gusto reminded me of Dave's inability to cross a football. But there we go. We have a guest, J.K., we have oh. not not just a guest. We have a very special we, guest. We, well, we have the guest. Well, yes, we, there is that. Yeah. <laughs> we we have we have, and in fact, I I began to suspect on Friday there's a there's a, a, a some kind of a ruse going on to oust me as your partner because he's now on so permanently. Ooh, it, it is of course misses. the uh, yes the uh, the excellent the vivacious the uh, um, the witty the imaginative. Uh, all these adjectives, which uh, suit him down to the ground, I can't think of any more, so I'll shut up, uh, is, of course, our regular guest, Mr Martin Wickham. Evening all, Chidge. Can you please clarify what you were doing in a field with farmyard animals, please? <laughs> you have spoken for ten minutes, and I that know, is the only know, thing I I've know. picked up. Yeah, nothing illegal, Martin. There's no bestiality yeah, but it, involved. It, 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 it's in Hampshire, so you know. I know. No, legality but, could be very different. I, I grew up in. I grew up in a in a small market town. For anybody who's interested, it's called New Alsford. 
and uh and my, our family have lived there for over 50 years and uh they have it's it's a rural market town basically and uh therefore uh it has it has a lot of agricultural heritage so a lot of farmers farms around there when i went to school i went to the local school there and it was full of agricultural laborers before they were all ethnically cleansed and replaced by advertising executives but that's another story uh but they have a what they call a, an agricultural show so it's a it's a it's held in a field funnily enough next to where i first graced a cricket pitch with a plum well actually i was rubbish but I, let's let the ball surely yeah no it's great titchborne park good good uh good cricket good league cricket side down here anyway don't get me off on the cricket they have an agricultural show where it's really in in a sense it's for the farming community to to turn up get pissed and be sold to so on, on the one half of it you've got massive agricultural machinery and then the other half of it you've got people selling their wares so hampshire foods have lots and lots of stalls where you can buy nice shit and uh and that you know so it's 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 it's, it's kind of a bit for everything and in the middle of it all they've got a a ring like a horse uh, horse ring you know you know like horse of the year show that kind of thing so they have horse jumping they had this amazing thing called horse boarding so a, a, a horse would drag this bloke that sounds illegal yeah like a bloke would be dragged along uh, behind the horse on a skateboard or a big skateboard and they cut his arms off as well. No, no, he grabbed. He had a like a slight, you know. Was he, was he fucking hung, drawn, and quartered afterwards? Well, I that mean, sounds it, like it, a it, corporal punishment. It was medieval, medieval yeah. Style. But no, mate, yeah. it was brilliant entertainment. And then they have like a parade of all the animals. So you get a load of sheep, you get a load of bulls, and then the the the, uh, the finale is a parade of old tractors. And every time oh. I see this, I want to sing. I can't. I was it? I can't sing and I can't fight, but I can drive a tractor. I can't read and I can't write. But that don't really matter. The you know the song we used to sing to Ipswich and Norwich. I always want to sing that, and then uh, whoever I'm with knows I'm about to do it and, and kind of shuts me up quickly. But they have I this... thought of the Ipswich fans. You sung your sister is your mother. That's your Norwich. Is your brother. That's ah. Norwich. Two, che- two cheeks of the same arse. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so it's a big agricultural show, and and it's just tradition. We've always gone, and uh, we're members at the thing, so we go and have a nice lunch and just sit in the sun and chill. It's lovely, lovely vibe as well. And me and my mum like going to watch the dog show because that's always hilarious. In fact, they actually had a bloodhound. I don't know what his name was. They didn't get quite, but he was howling throughout the dog show, which has just caused me and mum absolute hysterics. But there you go. So that's where I was. There was no bestiality involved at all. I can assure you that. All right. Thanks for clarifying. Okay, as long as you're happy, Martin. That's all that matters. Just relieved. I thought you were, there was a little bit. No, 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 a... no, 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 no. It's just a, it's like it's like you know the arches down there, really. Anyway, as ever, don't forget you can listen to the show live. No, I. Every Monday and Friday at 7.30pm, there or thereabouts, by going to Mixler, which is... Mixler. Ch- Mixler, yeah. Mixler.com, where, of course, you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page. Uh, as many, many of you do. In fact, Wazo Joyo says New Allsford. He's even spelt it right, I think. Uh, has a big train set, too. They do. They have a, they have a um, the Watercrest line. Where, where they do a, a real ale uh, train, which me and a few of the Chelsea boys, Glover's been along. We've all been on it. Martin, I think, has been on the, the Chuff I have not. I no. have not been on the rap. No, 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 you, need, the you, know, you need to go on the real, real ale train. Anyway, because basically it's a journey through my youth, Martin. So there Pissed. you go. 
well, in a way, yeah. Anyway, so you can follow us on all the socials at Chelsea Fancast. Listen and subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple, and all good podcast platforms. And of course, the rubbish ones. So, uh, and of course, if you do, make sure you leave us a stonkingly glowing five star review. Or a shit one. We don't really mind. We love you either way. Right, we'll be back to talk about the Chelsea versus Forest match right after this. So, I mean, the main takeaway, really, gentlemen, uh, Martin, I think I'll kick off with, is, uh, I mean, you know, my summary of it, really, like I said in the intro, you know, failing to finish again. I, I honestly, hand on heart, and I'm sh- you two can shoot me down because, you know, you you can trump me by having been there, which I know is different. Um, but from what I saw, I thought we played OK. I thought there was actually quite a lot of creative intent, a lot of uh, intent, a lot of forward movement. Uh, well, momentum and movement, which definitely was a change from last season. But their their finishing is beyond woeful. Um, I mean, Sterling, I thought, had a poor game. We'll talk about him in a minute. Jackson as well. And But the finish, Enzo, needs to get it on target. Connor, good shot, needs to be on target. They don't work the keeper enough. And I can't, I mean, you know, we can't we can't sit here and say... Um, oh, you know, we can sit here and say, oh, it's because they're inexperienced, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think there's any excuse for it. I really, really don't. And it is something that we've seen for, you know, several years now. I mean, what the hell is it all about? Why can't they finish? Why can't they finish, Martin? I do not know. I mean, it's it's not even the, the lack of finishing from Saturday. It was the lack of the keeper, Matt Turner, having anything to do in the Forest goal. Yeah. He, someone said, yeah, they had... A lot of possession, played well through the thirds on occasion, but did the keeper have to make any saves? I don't think he did. And that's the, you know, that to me, that's the proof in the pudding. We would, we've not been doing it for a while. And yeah, it's just a lot of, it's this whole bollocks of playing percentages and taking extra touches and things like that. I just think hit it first time. And Jackson, apart from his more glaring miss, I think there was one time it went through and if he'd just taken it, First time, he had a good chance of um, good chance of forcing the keeper to do something, but he just took the extra touch and he got crowded out. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, that said, um, we knew what we were going to be playing against in Nottingham Forest. They were going to defend deep. They were going to fight, and full credit to them, they did exactly that. But we need to learn how to play against a team teams that will defend more doggedly. I don't want to use that the current on vogue phrase of a low block because that could account for two thirds of the league will play that way against us and we need to adapt and if it means taking pot shots occasionally if it means you know trying something from distance Enzo's tried it a few times I'd like him to keep it down when he does but we have to we have to vary it up a little bit and otherwise if we don't it could be a, a long season but this is deja vu this we're in a all over war. again mate because we were we were deja vu again. It's double deja vu. <laughs> because this is what we were talking about last year. 
And I'm afraid we're also talking about it the year before. So, you know, well, can, what I, can, I read, can I read you? Last? Can I read you yeah. this? Because this will absolutely validate everything you said by a player who we we would cut our right arm off the, uh, right now, actually, in his heyday. The mighty Paul Merson, who, even though he played for Arsenal, was a massive Chelsea fan. Um, used to watch us on the terraces, in fact. This is what he said, JK. Could have been you saying this. Maybe maybe you played as well as Merson in your day. I don't know. Good old Merson. Yeah, I like the Merson. Forrest defended very well. They put their bodies on the line. If you play 10 men behind the ball against Chelsea, they find it so difficult to break them down. It's so slow and mundane. It's never constant pressure. They never pin teams in. They never looked like scoring. This has been an issue for a couple of years now. It's exactly what you were saying, mate. Yeah. And Merson's one of the more underrated pundits. Everything he said there is exactly spot on. He gets the gets the piss taken out of him for, you know, struggling on foreign names. But everything he said there is spot on. Which we know what the problem is. We've had it in the last couple of years. And until it changes, Chelsea won't change. And now we're, do, we're trying this with a much more inexperienced block of players. So they haven't got the the memories to fall back on of what to do when you're, you're confronted with this. So they need to learn fast. But you saying this business, they need to shoot more. We were just saying that from outside. We've said that we said that so often last year with, with the yeah. pot a lot. Just kept yeah. saying, for goodness sake, why, you know, and they, why can't they, if you shoot there, I, I mean, to be fair to Nottingham Forest, they were very quick on, blocking us and that when but it means if they got if they're up in front of you when you're doing the block you haven't been quick enough getting getting the, into position and getting the shot in and there are so it's because the 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 speed the ball is passed across i'll keep going on about this my big vision of of saturday was um uh was the ball going say St- sterling would have it he'd do a little jinky run towards a player he'd flick it sideways sideways whoever it was enzo whoever or or connor would flick it back the player at the back would then take a couple of touches, allowing them to get into position, would play it to somebody who'd done a bit of a run, who would make no progress with the run and be tackled. The ball might come out to a Chelsea player again, who would then play it sideways. It might be played back. And they'd somebody make a rush to them, then goes round the middle, ground the other side. They look for Chilwell. They'll either pass the ball to Chilwell, who misses as it goes out for a throw-in, or Chilwell is tackled and the ball comes back, or they then counter we get the ball back at the same process goes sterling gets it again and then finally hits it to gusto gusto looks up if he doesn't see there's an opportunity plays it back runs into a position plays a first time ball all the way along the ground straight to one of their players who was then in possession and gives it back to them and the number of times that happened it was like watching something on repeat for fuck's sake god i was going absolutely out of my head with the idiocy of it all Oh, is there nothing else they can find to do? Well, the, I, but this, the, I think this is. I think there's so many things that come into this. I, I think Martin's got a point, J.K. I think I think there's an inbuilt uh, fear, which comes from the pressure. You know that all of these players, apart from Sterling, have come from clubs not as big as Chelsea, where the weight of expectation and pressure is not so great. So I think there is a fear of of, of fucking so it Ti- up. Tiago Ti- might be the exception. Sorry, to that. and, and Tiago, yeah, of course. Sorry, uh, remiss of me for for forgetting him. Um, so yeah, that hence you get more touches, so they make sure they get it right. But I, I think the other thing is that you know we look we 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 know how effective this style of defending 
can be. And be under no illusion, Steve Cooper did an excellent job. I mean, Forrest was so disciplined because to defend like that against a team who were at you for most of the game and who have most of the ball, your concentration has to be top-notch and your, your, you know, your tactical discipline has to be 100%. And they were, as well as putting your body on the line and, and throwing your, your, your body into things as well and all the cute Great kind blocks. of fouls, the, 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 the tactical fouling and all of this and roughing yeah. a few of our players up, you know, all of that. So, but I think, I think what, you know, what we don't have, and this is what we've been saying on this show for a long, 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 long time, is somebody who can produce a bit of magic. You know, I know we always go back to Hazard. Hazard was a one-off. We know that. But there are players who can produce a bit of magic, who can beat a couple of men, find that extra yard of space, crack a shot off, score a goal out of nothing. We don't have that. We don't have anybody in the side who can do that. Well, Sterling managed it last week against Luton, but I think... I think you and I could have managed top... it against Luton. I maybe. think they may be contending with Derby County for that points total record. And to be fair Lowest. to Sterling, he did that, that one moment where he actually nipped in front of the full-back and passed it across to Jackson, who skied it over in true oh. Kesman fashion, you know, true Kalu and Kesman. Well, I did say this. Yeah. I said, you know, Jackson did have a poor game. I mean, you know, Jackson as a whole, I, I like Jackson... I mean, he got a bit bullied by some two gnarly proper defenders Completely yesterday. Bullied. And then and shook hands with them all and embraced them. Yeah, well, why... they're all his mates. They're all from Senegal. Well, Joe Worrell's not. Yeah, but he, he could be. And nor is McKinley. Yeah, he could be as well. But anyway, look, you know, I, I, I like Jackson. I mean, he had a poor game in terms of his finishing yesterday. He did get a bit bullied. But he moves all the time. He is a He's not a static striker, and I like that about him. And he will get better the more he gets used to it. But I do have to ask the question... JK, after Scott Minto was comparing him to Didier Drogba, uh, he seems a little bit more Salomon Kalou than Didier Drogba at the moment. And that finish, the only time I've seen a striker put one over the bar from a yard out like that was Salomon Kalou in the cup final against Everton, mate. I was Uh, right behind the goal as well. And and Kesman against Liverpool in the League Cup final. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Fuck yeah, I forgot that. So, I don't know. I mean... I thought Sterling had a, a relatively poor game. I, it kind of reverted back to bullied out of it and not running in the right areas. And, and not. He just doesn't seem, you know, the number of times he got into really good positions. Because I have to say, I actually, you know, I thought that he and, he and Gusto worked very, very well on the right. They combined really, really well, either of them working into that space on the flank. But the number of times, you know, Sterling got the ball and he then dithers. He, he stands on it. Like, oh, what, what am I supposed to do? There's no spontaneity no instant right just get the ball and put it in you know expecting to find somebody there with, he did a couple of moves with gusto and then gusto unfortunately centered to no one well he can't cross because, was, because also there was nobody in the penalty area but he can't so cross. well yeah why center it in the there, first place there was no one there was no one running in on no, a lot of those, a lot of those no. that play developing on that side yeah. so talk about you know Jackson's limitations. I don't think we're going to see the best of him until Nkunku returns to full fitness. Yeah. Well, until then, we've got yeah. to make do. I do. Nkunku being injured yeah. was absolutely desperate. Well, the you, way that Pochettino wanted to play, actually, I, I would agree to a degree because I mean everybody's going. Oh, you know, it would be so much. We here's the thing. I, I agree with you. I think Poch's plans were were thrown down the toilet with Nkunku's injury because yeah. I think he does envisage playing Nkunku off Jackson. But the yeah. thing is, we don't know how good Nkunku is. He's as, he's as much of a neophyte as the rest of this flaming team. Well, no, he, but he, he, he played a slightly higher standard, didn't he? He, he played... Uh, Where did um, he play? Yeah. RB Leipzig. Exactly. Yeah. Same place as Werner played. 
Yeah, okay, good point, Chidge. Yeah, yeah. And at the same point, and, and Jackson only had 14 goals from 43 appearances at... Uh, Villarreal, wasn't it? Villarreal, so... So perhaps neither of them is the finished product. I mean, all we can say about Nkunku yet is we don't know because he's not played in the Premier League for us yet. But I, I think no. people immediately, you know, clutching it. Oh, well, the answer, we don't know that. No, but I, it's like that. It's always the, you know, the, the sub or the injured player gets better oh, and better. Yeah. Because, you, know, you always expect somehow that they're going to come back and be fantastic. Well, it's, the same in, it's the same in defence with, um, well, I was going to say Fafana, but he's out long term, but with Badia Shield coming back. Yeah. You know, we've got, enough players injured we could almost have a transfer window's worth of players coming back from injury over the next few months which is ridiculous of itself but you know that's that that's the way the club have been run but um when you see the amount of injuries we're getting maybe that's why we need so many fucking signings well i mean there, there was do you know what there was some remarkably brilliant uh i mean you know in my desperation to find out what had gone on i i i resorted to twitter but i thought there was some some excellent uh some excellent takes, as, a, as the youngsters like to say, um, on on the game. I'm just picking out one at random here. And actually, it's the point that I want to make. Because I th- I think, you know, other than what we saw on the pitch, I think, you know, we can we can look at Poch and the way he's selecting the team. Um, I have to say at this point, I got his spot on. I got his selection spot on, didn't I, JK? You were, I look back now, and you are, you are a telepath. I'm a mind and- reader, mate. And a mind reader. I'm a mind and reader. All of those things that are predicting the future from like a with a crystal ball. Indeed. Magnificent. But we can, I think, now talk about this whole thing because I mean, the other interesting thing was actually that you know we've been wondering whether he's playing three at the back or four. I mean, apparently, according to Silver, who who had a go at some chippy, uh, you know, some chippy bloke on on Twitter, saying that we are actually playing four at the back. Well, which is what we've been wondering. So that means that he is playing Colwell as a left back. He's and then Silver, Dizarzi, uh, and Chile as a as a left winger. And well, yeah. And I, I I've got a problem with this. And I, somebody's put this in a in a in a in a way that relates to um, Nkunku as well. It was Vince Vince uh, Blue Vince I think on Twitter. Three centre backs and three defensive midfielders, defending with six, attacking with four, and one of the four Chilwell is a defender. It's too defensive. And he makes your point, J.K. Losing Nkunku through Pochettino off, he's currently searching for the right balance, and he will find it. Well, I, I kind of inclined to agree with that, but I do wonder about this. Why? I mean, I, I I have a massive issue, as you've known for years and as long as you've known me, about playing players out of position. It's just stupid. I think it really, really is. So you've got, as you said, you've got a centre back playing left back, and you've got Chile playing as a winger, and yet you've got all this winger talent. You know, Mudrick, Sterling, Madoweki. I'm, I'm sure you could probably rustle up at least another 10 that we've bought that I've forgotten about. Palmer. Well, well I want to, can we just pause on Palmer for a sec? I want to talk about him in a minute. But uh, right. you've got certainly, you know, people who are bona fide wing. Matson. Herrera, who's gone on, yeah, on uh, loan. Matson, you could throw into the mix. So why, why yeah. play a guy who's basically a left back converted to a decent wing back as a winger? It, I don't understand it. Fucking play Chilwell as a left back. Gusto is a right back and play two central defenders. Do you remember when we started talking about team composition at the very beginning of the season? We actually said that if he played four at the back, there probably wouldn't be a place for Chilwell if he played somebody else at left back and put Matson in the middle where Matson was supposed to be. Well, you know, you can either play. I mean, if you've got two left backs in the squad, apparently, you well, sorry, three because one forgets about Cucurella, but let's forget about Cucurella. You've got Chilwell and Matson. 
play Chilwell as a left back or Matson as left back, but not as a left winger. And I think you know this that the whole composition of the team is just not working, not in an attacking way. You know, play 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 four at the black. Play. I think I wrote it down somewhere. I got excited about this. Maybe it was in part two. Yeah, it was in part two. So he got he brought Matson on and played him as midfield again. I know. Played him as winger. And I feel for him because he just runs into players. Well, all the time. How, how about this? Sanchez, Chilwell, Silva, Dizarzi, Gusto or James. I mean, you know, Bad, Badia Shield will come into that uh, equation. So will Matson, as we were saying. Enzo and Moses is the two. So 4-2-3-1. And then Sterling, Palmer or Gallagher, uh, Madueke, and then Jackson up front. Surely, surely that's better balance and has got more attacking threat than what we're seeing at the moment. But it, it sort of smacks horribly of Frank choosing a team for Bournemouth, which we, we predicted would be better. And uh, and indeed it was. And then uh, not playing it again for the rest of the season, despite us having won. So I, I worry that he doesn't really know where to play people. That's the problem. Because Chilwell what was playing better than everybody else, getting into the penalty area and snapping shots away. And from what we can hear about Mudrick, he just thinks Mudrick has somehow um, never, ever knew how to play and has forgotten. And it's like a, a whole, um, it's like going to drama school. What they do is they tear you to pieces and build you back up again. You almost feel it's the, it's the same thing they're going to be doing with him, with Mudrick, which seems slightly a waste of, of a, a rather raw but excellent talent. But what do we know goes on the training ground? Um, we've got Mudweke, who doesn't appear to have made any steps forward from last year, still runs in a kind of tight circle. I thought he looked up. more threatening than... I, I mean, I think the subs yeah, no, he that does. they brought he on... More, but he still doesn't make... He doesn't cross well and he doesn't shoot well. So, you know, he, he, he's still yeah, working... None of them do. No, but hey, yeah. But I, I do think he looked... I do think he looked quite threatening. He's got a buzz about him, that boy. I'd give him a run, mate. Well, in fact, is the, other, the other thing is, do you give Mudrick a run, if that's the case? Do you select no, him from No, because the... you, you play Sterling. You just put Sterling back out on the left. Mudrick, Mudrick, as you rightly pointed out the other week, right now, I mean, you see, this is... The, I mean, he, I mean, if you really want to, you know, drill down on this, they've got the same problem with Mudrick, irrespective of his ability to kick a football. Mind you, the, here comes the similarity, as we have with Werner. He's fucking quick. So he's perfect for a counter-attacking side. When the fucking yes. fuck do we ever get to counterattack anybody? Never, because that's not our style. We just keep huge possession and uh, and run forward looking for some kind of inspiration that never comes. Well, it's also that half the teams in the league won't yeah. will play back against us. They won't. Yes. Yes. You know, the, the reason it looked so good against Liverpool is because they always play on the front. They always front. play on the absolute. So Chil- Chilwell got loads of space as a result. We look yes. really good. I would also say Chukwemeka getting injured hasn't helped either, but we could say that about a lot of players. Um, with regards, you know, to the team, and until we get some some players back, I'm not sure what fits where. I don't like Chilwell being on the left left of midfield, but is the is the other option if he if he won't play him at left back? What do you do? Play? I don't like Colwell at left back, so it's. I don't think he is a left back. I but don't he's know not. That. He's I don't not. Quite know so how you, that's, well, he's not you, absolutely. He's a centre back. I don't quite know how that's working. Well, it isn't. That's the problem because no. he gets dragged. He, I'm, I'm looking at it going, what the fuck's he doing over there thinking he'd been dragged out of position or it was a, a wider back three? But it's, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, at some point we may have to ask a question about Silver as well. I think, you know, the ball going through his legs um, last Saturday probably 
made it look a little bit more stark. Although at the same time, I'm I'm not having that goalkeeper either. I think that's, that's well. I'm, I'm not having question. Kai Kaido giving the ball away. To be honest, no, he, he fucked it too. But there were little. There was a bit more about it that I was encouraged by. But he needs to cut those mistakes out now because he's 100. He's 115 million pounds play. He may not be the finished article, but his price tag says otherwise. It's oh, an unfair I, pressure that's been put on him, but it's there nonetheless. Think- do you think those price tags mean anything? Is yes, it they do. That they've just been, they, they've got them in the side because they bid more money than someone else. That they price to... tag hangs around them. In some cases, it is like a millstone. In other cases, they get on with it and they play. No, now... I just meant, I meant with the standard of player rather than it being a millstone. So you're just saying, you know, is they got Kaikado and yes, he seems to fit in the, the system, but he isn't actually probably the best um, defensive midfield player in the league. It's just somebody they wanted to get and they flashed the cash. You know, they just bid, outbid everybody else for him. Is it is it not that rather than him being uh, a great player? He's a great player in progress. Well, I, think, I think the point you're making is is that his value last year or the year before last year was four and a half million pounds. Indeed. And his indeed. value now is 115 million pounds. Has he yeah. improved by... 10 times is he now 10 times the player he was when Brighton bought him the answer to that surely is no I think more realistic comparison is the price Arsenal were prepared to pay last January because he almost went there remember sorry 20 times the player not 10 my 25 yeah, times 25 30 no no okay 25 yeah, but there was there was talk of him going to Arsenal in January. I can't remember what the price was it certainly wasn't it certainly wasn't 100 million pounds let alone 115 so 60 has he is he twice the player no he's very good there's a lot of there's a lot of talent there but and i think is every time he he's in the, it's in the media it's in everything it's 150 million pound man moises casado mm. whether he wants to or not that's not going to go away he may be ignoring it good if he is but every mis- if he makes a single mistake it's going to be it's going to be flagged up. It's going to be highlighted. It's no, going it's to be like replayed over and over, over again, again, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. It's like Torres, a little bit like Kai Havertz as well. It was seventy-two yeah. million this and Kepa, seventy-two million and yeah. this is your keeper. Most now, expensive keeper ever. Blah blah. Exactly. Blah. Exactly. And every time he so much as you know mishandles a mishandles a ball, it's highlight reels everything. So that's unfortunately that is the. Um, that is the media environment they have to deal with while at the same time these same people are preaching mental health. But, you know, hopefully they've got a good support network around them or he's in a hermetically sealed bubble and he doesn't see it. But mistake aside on Saturday, I see what they're trying to do, which I didn't see at all last season. I agree with that. So surely that is... I don't think it's as bad as it it possibly felt. Tell me what they are trying to do. I'm not seeing it at the moment. Playing through, they're playing through the thirds. It's a little bit more direct. There's not only less of the fucking horseshoe of doom passing. I know it happened towards the end on Saturday. They ran out of ideas. Ran out of ideas, but last season didn't have any have any fucking they ideas have to run out of. No, exactly. So on there's that a, on that basis, there's intent, J.K. And the intent is to get forward and to try and get forward quickly and to get forward with numbers. No, it's it's early days. They're not pulling it off yet. And I, they have to throw the shackles off of that absolute fucking miasma of last season. I mean, to pick up Martin's point about Kaikado, I, I, I think you can see, actually, errors aside, he is improving game by game. He's looking fitter. He's looking sharper. And he missed his pre-season. And he missed his pre-season. So it's going to take him a few weeks to get up to speed. But 
Uh, I, there's, 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 there, I mean, it's really interesting. I mean, I think, I think the uh, co-commentator on Chelsea TV's coverage was Sam Hutchinson, actually. It might have been him or Sam Parkin. I can't, can't it was a Sam. Did, did, did they have the Forest fan doing the main commentary? No, no. They, Matt my, Davis Adams. He wasn't going yelping no, and screaming. No, it was Lee. I think it was my, oh, okay. or Gary. I'm not sure. Anyway. But, uh, Are you just saying random first names? Yeah, I'm throwing out until Steve, something. something David. Yeah, so, Frank. Something will stick in a minute. Debbie. Jonathan. But, uh, you know, they were very complimentary about a lot of the destructive work that he does and the way he shielded the back three or four, depending on where, where we are in the game. So I think he's getting better. Um I think uh, I think Enzo is class. There's no other way to describe him. I mean, he, he's got such a great touch on the ball. You know, we've got a real player there. So you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not worried. Basically, Mudrich, as we said, has got a long way to go. I honestly thought Madueke looked good. I think he brings something to the table. You know, that, that he's just more, he's more dynamic than Sterling. You know, he's tenacious and he just runs at people. Okay, he's got to learn how to put the ball across to people better. He's got to have a better end product. You can say that about all of them, but you know that that is that you know last last season JK it was utter stodge and cluelessness. And I don't I don't get that feeling with it. These players look interested. They look like they want to want to do something and they're trying to do something. But they you know, it's going to take some time, I think. Um yes, I I I'm um I got taken to task by several people for the the negativity of my fan bite um but um uh, i also got given that terrible thing that we got last year from so many people was it's a process give him time now the the dilemma is is that he cannot take the same amount of time that potter took well because... i i would take issue with that on one one aspect he he it will take him time, but what Potter did was take us from a, a side, you know, we were world champions effectively not long before to a team that looked like they were going to get relegated because they were so clueless. I don't, I don't see Pochettino doing a Potter, but it will take him time and it will take him time because he's got a squad of players whose average age is 22 and a half. Carefree youth, who's a brilliant bloke, by the way, he's done an amazing analysis on Twitter looking at the number of appearances players have made and the number of goals they've scored and, and, and comparing what we've got rid of in terms of what we brought in. And I think collectively we've got rid of something like 2,200 appearances and we've now got collectively 731. And, I mean, it's a similar ratio for the goals. So, you know, they've really ripped it all up and they've started again. And it would take anybody time to make this gel. I'm sure no, of no, it. I, I, I get it. The problem is... is you can't that afford get... to fucking plummet down the league. In, indeed. I agree with that. You can't afford to do that. And the product that we're seeing at the moment is substandard. And, and supporters will not accept it. It's very difficult to have this... You know, we were in for the process, particularly with last year, where we said, fucking obvious, it just got worse and worse and worse. But yes, they've done what we wanted, which is they've got rid of all of last year, other than Sterling and Cucurella and uh, and Silver, of course, and Chilwell. But Chilwell and James were injured um, and they've got rid of what we thought was dead wood. But you still have to put on a performance that, that appeases people from last year that makes people allows people to think something is happening that is positive and if if they play as badly as they played in the last 
15 minutes. All this this, uh, um, acceptance will disappear from the fans. I can't see. I, I, it. I, just... I, I agree because, and this is this is the, essentially the difference between what Potter's got to do and what Potter didn't do. I think. Yeah. I think you know we've we need. I mean, it's also time may have helped him here because we're now further away from where we were when Potter joined. Potter came in on the back of Tuchel. We were still buzzing off what Tuchel had had, had achieved, and yes, it went to shit a bit at the end, but those are external factors. We're now a year away from that, and we've had a year of utter shit. What we so we need to get into a different mindset here. This is a completely new and scratched team. We know we're not stupid. We've watched football for a long time. These things do will take. It will take time to gel this team. Doesn't matter how good these players may be in the future or are now. It will take time. What you have to see now, what we have to see, is going back a while. A bit like you know when when Hoddle came in, and uh, even to an extent Ranieri came in. You've got to see progress. You know you want to see progress in performances and results. All we saw with Potter was it just going one way, south, very, very quickly. Now, if that happens with any manager, they're going to get the tin tack. So what Potter's got to do whilst he's gelling them is to get good performances so we can see what is going on, so we can see progress being made. And I think, actually, in the cold light of day, we played well against Liverpool. We played well, actually, in periods against West Ham and got mugged and then got found out because we can't break a team down. Luton we played pretty well, although they're shit. And I don't think we played as badly on Saturday as, as it looks. But we, you know, same old problems came up. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when we come back from the break. But I'm, I'm with you totally, mate. You, you can't fuck about. You know, you've got to see some progress being made. Otherwise, as you're rightly saying, what is the fucking point? I'm also very concerned that they've removed too much experience from it at one in one time. And the other driver of this seems to be lowering the base wage. Now, I'll do a little experiment with you both here. If you're talking about a film company or a production company or any other firm or business, and they're slashing the wage bill across the firm, what would that make you think? You'd be slightly concerned. You're going to expect an expectation of the same work being done by people who are less able to do it. So... Yeah, I think they're they're applying business and bait. Sorry, go on. You know there's a stat that you can go back in the Premier League and on the whole, the team that wins the Premier League have players who are paid the most money. Yeah. So when when they say you buy success, what you do is you pay players more money and you get better players and that's why you win. Yeah, and we're seemingly targeting high earners and getting them out. Now, some of them were crap and... Frankly, I'm, you know, I wasn't too disappointed to see them leave. But I mean, even though I wasn't his biggest fan, this situation where Kepper plays the entire pre-season, then all of a sudden circumstances appear where they can get his wages off the books for a year because Courtois got injured in Madrid, and we've let him go a week before the season starts. I, I think that's negligent bordering on scandalous i'm gonna i want to pick up on this in part two actually because this fits very nice into what i wanted to talk about can i close this part down by talking about the changes he made um and in particular cole palmer and i'm really glad i didn't see him come on actually because from what i saw in the the highlights well actually the full match because i saw the full match he looks quite interesting um so who do they bring on they brought on palmer mudrick madueki and matson uh and they took off uh Gone, gone, the pages whizzed off. Who do they take off? Gusto, Gallagher, Kaikado. And for some reason, flash uh, flash score of missed. Oh, yeah, they took off the entire midfield. 
They replaced the entire midfield. That's interesting. I hadn't re really looked at it like that. But um, I have to say, I thought the changes did, did make a difference. But I, I do like the look of Cole Palmer. I mean, the, the few touches... I mean, he didn't have long to really make an impression. But he looks quite a decent player, JK. He was very good for City. He was very good for England in the under-21s. And he was the left winger, of course, because he's left-footed. Um, so... Uh, I'm a bit bemused by this business of people saying that he can play midfield. Um, I was under the impression that he was he was his best position was left wing, um, but he put him on the right, didn't he? Playing midfield on the he was like a he seemed to be playing as a kind of um, I don't know conduit for passes uh, rather than anybody who was going to get. I think they the changed paint. it. I think they put him in as more of a ten. Yeah, they did completely. Yeah. And yeah. he actually looked like he could play it. He looks, he's, he's, he, I mean, his, the, I thought his passing between the lines was superb. Sadly, none of the team could, ca could keep up with him. But he, you know, he looks to make that ball. And I thought, oh, that's quite interesting. Well, he, he struck me when I saw him playing for City as being re really classy, as nearly mm. everybody who plays for City is. So, And I thought it was an excellent purchase. But um, I, I would, I, I'm going for what you were saying, Chidge. I would actually play him left wing. Um, rather than a 10 and play Mudweki instead of Sterling and uh, and play with Jackson and see what happens there because uh, um, you're then playing to playing to Palmer's strengths because he was an out-and-out -out winger with City and he, he 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 beats a player with ease and sets people in with ease but it, uh, does that muck about with the the four at the back does that mean that Colwell is still well I don't left? know I mean if you if you play 4-2-3-1 then you know your width is coming from your fullbacks who overlap the 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 two you know the two wide players in the three. If you play, and is it is it Colwell though? Well, if you play Jackson up front and two behind him, I mean I, I'm I'm conscious of the fact that it looks as though, although Jackson, you know, he's got a lot of movement and I I he's not always going to get bullied out of it by two hairy ass centre halves like Forrest have. I do think he he needs somebody close to him and I mean from what I'm told that was always the plan that's how he played at Villarreal didn't he so you know if you have if you have if you play three behind Jackson then you've got two who are going to be quite wide and then the number 10 has to pull all of that together in a kind of a diamond way doesn't he I don't yeah. know if that will be as effective for Jackson you know I kind of wonder if you kind of almost want to be I mean it almost goes back to that kind of weird formation that Tuchel had which which we always found quite amusing on here the 4222 I think I got my maths right here four yes 4222 wasn't it but the the two at the top were slightly off each other one of the two could be a one yeah so it's almost <laughs> like 42211 yeah. yeah yeah but it's all about those boxes that they create but i mean you know to put it in simple english do they have you know, people like Cole Palmer and Madueke playing quite wide and coming in with the fullbacks bombing on, or do they have somebody, you know, playing off off Jackson? Because, I mean, you could play Sterling off Jackson. I think Sterling would do quite well in that role. Who knows? I mean... That's why, that's why Poch gets paid the big bucks, mate. And we yeah, don't. He gets paid a lot more than us to work it out. But the one thing I would say is that I believe Liam Toomey of this, occasionally of this parish, was trying to do a statistical dive on Cole Palmer and whatever resources they use didn't have enough data to pull together a pull together enough conclusions. So I think there's a big difference. He's now again, he was a prospect at City who played, you know, ten minutes here and there when they were four nil up. Now he's 
here as a forty million pound signing, and he's expected to deliver. So think, the expectations have changed for him. Martin, haven't they gone from the um, the success he had for England under twenty ones? Again, <laughs> under twenty ones football is not a, in my opinion, it's not a reasonable. He was player of the tournament, though, wasn't he? Or player of the final or something. And he, he and Medweke were both left and right wing. So, no, I agree completely. But yeah. if their policy is for getting getting the Ute in, then we'll... Le- yeah, un- unless, you yeah. know, I mean, we'll, we'll be fucking brilliant in the Johnston Bates Trophy this year. I'm, I'm sure of it. Sure of it, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll dominate that. Then we could actually, we could sing that, couldn't we? Yeah, we've won and it as well. Now, fuck off, we'll never sing that. <laughs> We still need that, and we still need the European Conference. Right, we're going to go for a quick break, but before we do... Uh, do not forget to go and buy CFC UK fanzine, the best fanzine in the world, bar none. Uh, and it is uh, sold always from the from the CFC UK stall opposite Fulham Broadway with the uh, the lovely Marco Worrell there and DJ and assorted other people. Uh, I always pop on and say hello on a match day. Um, or, of course, you get it from one of the sellers who uh, adorn Fulham Road shouting, Arry up, it's only a pound, because in fact it is. Now, if you can't get to a match, don't worry. You can still get the fanzine. You can actually subscribe to it for a year's subscription by emailing fanzine at cfcuk.net. And, of course, it will be 20 quid in the UK, 45 quid in Europe, 60 quid in the rest of the world. Or you can get it as a PDF. um, And uh, that will be emailed to you. So that's six quid for a year's subscription, one pound each. And you can pay all of that via PayPal. I commend it to you. Uh, And also, I would say... Go and get yourself a Chelsea pitch owner's share as well because uh, you will genuinely own a bit of Chelsea if you do. Uh, and you'll also have, well, you'll have a share of the freehold of the stadium, as, as, as simply put, which protects it from anybody who's trying to, you know, mug us off, really. Somebody pernicious and venal who's trying to sell it from underneath us in the future. Could be anybody. Who knows? You never know what's going to turn up in the future. Uh, so if you think that football should always be played at Stamford Bridge, its spiritual home forever, or more importantly, that, uh, you know, because of course the CPO also own the name Chelsea. So, um, you know, you have an element of power over owners who may or may not be rather bad news. We don't know about this lot yet. It's probably too early to say, but you never know. Uh, Roman tried to mug us off in 2011 and the CPO stood up and told him where he could stick it and uh, it made a big difference. Now, the prices for the shares are 120 quid for an electronic share up to about 175 quid for a framed share signed by a Chelsea player. So if you if you want to do that, then go to the Chelsea website, chelseafc.com, and search for Chelsea Pitch Owners. We will be back very shortly. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's match day problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. 
It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge, and I'm joined by the delectable Jonathan Kidd. Hello. And the equally delectable Martin Wickham. Evening. Good to have you both on the show. Good to see you as well, actually. Right. We've kind of covered a lot of the ground uh, in uh, what I've amusingly called Chelsea versus Luton. You know, how old am I? You would have thought I'd learn how to cut and paste properly by now, or at least change it. Lazy, lazy fucker. Um, what I want to start this one with is, is a little bit of a chat about Silver, who was getting, I think, some rather, you know, some unhelpful stick, actually. Um, I mean, I know you shouldn't really take too seriously what people say on Twitter because, you know, it's emotional. It's emotional, mate. Um, but we've actually had a bit of a chat about Silver recently. I mean, you know, there's a wonder, isn't there, about the trouble with old players is that they 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 will hit that point they will hit that wall where suddenly they just can't do it anymore we've seen it with so many down the down the years uh, as it happens i i don't i don't feel that at all with silver i mean he got he got i mean that a win ye as we were warned or a one ye as we were warned is an absolute handful and I mean, he caused silver no end of trouble all game but silver still you know controls things at the back he still, I mean, he popped up in the, almost in the last minute and almost scored a brilliant goal from that free kick. Um, but the other thing, I mean, you know, we've been moaning all show so far about the dearth of experience in that side. Um, you know, you've got Silver there, who's got more experience than most players currently playing. You need somebody. You need somebody with some experience. So I, I'm, I'm very much in the, you know, we need Silver camp, uh, Martin, but others are beginning to question it. I certainly would question his form on occasion. And I think it was just highlighted by the fact the ball went through his legs before um, Alanga ran onto it on Saturday. Um, I still think he's one of our best players with the ball at his feet um, without any person that may be close to him, his Enzo. And yeah, you you know, we've, like you said, we've gone on a, you see the average age of the squad is 22 and a half. If you remove, if you remove silver from it, it goes down to 11. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it needs to needs to show ID to fucking get into the pub. It's ridiculous, you know. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be so will I wouldn't be so hasty on throwing him out, throwing him out with the rest of them. But I think it's reasonable to, you know, question where he would fit in if eventually we do go fully to a back four, and you know, Badia Shield comes back, Disassi settles in he, again. He's another player who was signed after we'd had the preseason tour, so. You know, he's adapting on the fly. So, you know, we shall see. And then you've got Cole Will as well. So that's three centre-backs plus um, Wes Fafana as and when he comes back from his latest knee, Rick, whenever that is. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I thought he would hang up his boots after the World Cup. But he's decided to go on. 
He signed an extension with Chelsea. So he's while he's a Chelsea player, uses experience, uses still got shitloads of talent. And I don't think he's again. I think half half this because is it because he answered back on Instagram or his wife answered back on Instagram because oh, he did yeah. an account under his name did reply whether it was his wife or agent. I thought it was uh, a really mellow reply by him actually. Well, if it if it was him. Let's, if let's it was be honest. Him. But he pointed out that we they are playing in a back four, and interestingly, in, w- in which case I'm a fuckwit because I was convinced it was five. Well, we all, well, I think I think the point is is that it's all very fluid these days. But look, at the kickoff, yes. at the kickoff, they lined up four two three one. When I looked at it five minutes later, it had gone to five. What we want, Chidge, so we all f- know where we stand, is like the old Harry Enfield sketch of the 1930s footballers running around in a 4-4-2 formation. Yeah, 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 yeah we do. <laughs> we, we need that because that'll make make us feel a lot lot easier, preferably while you know smoking a pipe and things like that. But, um, I, but yeah, I, I looked up and it was five. You said it started as four. It's fluid. We know it that. It is fluid. It's just ha- how it transitions. I don't, I don't, I mean, it, if it goes to five, it, you know, it, what I think happens, or what is supposed to happen, is is that Chilwell drops back to cover. I think, and Colwell tucks in to, to a three, and Gusto moves over. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it's like a lot of things. It's they it's, it's getting these movements debt to the point where it's almost automatic, and they're like a load of computers, and they're just you know like little drones following instructions, and they're not there yet. No, he's not. He's he's not as um as obviously efficient silver at the moment as he has been in previous games and seasons. Is that because the the defence is better? Um, is because he was we were always saying you know superb man of the match performance from silver, which we're not particularly seeing. I'm not seeing him do many last minute kicks off the, off I think, the goal line. I, I, think, I think there's been a lot of change around him, which hasn't helped. But at the same time, at points last season, we were also saying, if our best if best player is a 38-year-old centre-back yeah, yeah. who's on one six months left on his contract, we've got a serious fucking problem. Well, so think... at some point, we're going to need to transition away from him. But throwing him out, saying he's shit and... No, no, I'm, I'm, frankly, not, I'm, given, I'm not no, saying... No, I, I know you're not, but sure, yeah, some, yeah. Some, some of the crap he's been getting on social media is in line with well, the one that always sticks out to me is the way Ivanovic got absolute horrific abuse yeah. on social media yeah. in his last year at the club. And I don't want to see that no. because, you know, well, one, it's nonsense anyway. And two, I still think there's something there, but I'll be slightly concerned if he was getting a year extension into next season. Well, I think... When although, you... although I would like players who are still older than me at the club, I accept that, you oh, know... Well, I wish... I, I, I can't say the same there, Martin, but, you yeah. know... I think um, three months older than me, so please hang on, Thiago. I mean, look, there's a reason why he's not been man of the match. I mean, we've hardly had much defending to do. Nobody's had a real go at us. Liverpool stretched us absolutely, but West Ham mugged us. Luton never laid a glove on us, and Forest. I mean, I I can't remember the the statistics, but they were pretty. uh, There we go. Uh, Forest had three shots on goal. Actually, they had more shots on goal than we did. But they only had seven goal attempts to our 21. So they, I mean, you know, there wasn't, I don't think there's been an awful lot of defending, last ditch defending no, for to him do. to That's do. That's what I was suggesting. Yeah. This is why it's so obvious that it's not obvious that he's doing anything to get us out of trouble because there really hasn't been that much trouble because the opposition haven't really been going for it. And he still, look, he still looks composed on the ball yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And he got some decent headers in and he still does a lot of pointing and pushing people around. Are, are we, can we talk about Sanchez now at this moment? Is that possible? If you like to. I had I didn't put him in the notes, so do it. No, you hadn't. That's why I noticed. But because uh, Martin earlier on said uh, you, you, you made a slightly negative comment about him, didn't you? Which uh, Has uh, he made a save for us yet? Well, again, I you, don't think he's... Well, OK, there are saves he could have made which have led to goals. But, you know, there, yeah, one or two. He's made one. Yeah, but he, I don't think they've been. I think he's done a couple of reflex saves. I have to say, I think he's very commanding. Composed. If well, he gets the ball from from um, centres that Kepa never used to. Well, exactly. And Cut. he's very laid back. He's particularly laid back about passing the ball across the penalty yeah, area. Yeah, he's, fu- he's too fucking laid back. That's his problem. He's I'm, fucking I'm, horizontal. <laughs> I'm not looking at him and thinking he's going to panic like Mendy or panic like Kepa and kick the ball to them. Having said that, though, he's. he's Threw the ball out once and it hit somebody on their back, didn't it? But um... yeah, well, there's this, this other thing he had a habit of doing. So he would, the shot would come in. He wasn't didn't need to dive or anything. But rather than, it looked like he was almost pushing it forward. He pats it down, doesn't he? Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. I, I didn't get that at all. And yes, just, he does that with nearly I'm, every I'm, shot. He I'm just not, doesn't. He just I'm, yeah, you, it away. you think yeah, he's yeah. fumbled it, and if someone comes in, he's going to look like a dickhead. You know, I'm 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 not convinced by him, and I don't know what this. Um, Georgi Petrovic Perovic is like I was slightly scathing about being the best keeper in MLS I think that's a little bit like I've been the tallest dwarf but um or well, the second toughest know, in the infants well maybe <laughs> well you know I think it's I think there will be competition there I think you know it might be a coin toss to see who the the first choice is come the end of the season I'm saying Bettinelli but it is weird isn't it how all three positions that we just keep going on about goalkeeper, centre-forward, and a creative midfielder in this billion-pound purchase has have been avoided. Yeah. And, and, the, thing, yeah, and the thing is with the, with the keeper, I've already said this, so apologies if I'm repeating myself, but Kepa does the whole pre-season first choice, uh, but first opportunity a week before the season starts, he's bundled well, off I to Real Madrid. I'm sure, I'm sure he wasn't kicking and screaming I about think going. You, you know the answer to this, Martin. Gone. Money. Of course, they want they want to slash the wage bill, but that's to the detriment of the football club. Well, this and... is this is the big question. This for me, this is the. I mean, because we've come to the. I mean, since we did the last show, the transfer window has, uh, as Jim Jim White horribly says, it's firmly slammed shut, laddie. So there you go. The laddie was a pretty, bit of... pretty, pretty, pretty didn't sound like that. But the transfer window has slammed shut, hey. It's actually a very good impression, other than the A. At the I, can't, end I can't help the embellishment, mate. Yeah, you can't. It just comes out, doesn't it? I know, like that, that. That's I'm reminding me. I was meant to get a bottle of scotch today. I forgot. <laughs> You're going to say hoots next, aren't hoots, you? Nonny. I'm sad, hoots, nonny. Hoots, nonny. No, I've got. We're going to France next week for me, Ollie Bob's, and the bloke uh, who's uh, putting us up in his wonderful house near Lyon. I said, "Can I bring over anything over from Blighty for you poor impoverished French people?" And he said, I would like to have a bottle of scotch. I said, ah, I know, just the just the scotch for you. A bottle of Ockentoschen. He said, what? <laughs> Ockentoschen, mate, you'll like it. He said, what? Because he's German suddenly, is he? Well, he's from Strasbourg. He's originally, what is that? He's what originally, is that? originally from Strasbourg. So, you know, he might as well have been German. Um, oh, yeah, of course he is. Yeah. Well, you might know a little bit about some of, some of these players we keep loaning well, out to them. Well, thank you for Martin for reeling me back in when I meander off on a mad tangent. Now, I didn't want you talking about Scotch for two hours. No, no, quite. Uh, look, the, you know the, the transfer window shut. Uh, we can now kind of have a think about what it all really means, and 
the question I've been dying to ask you all since it shut is to say, and I'm going to ask Martin first. I mean, JK, no doubt we'll we'll we'll, we'll have a lot to say as well. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, why, Martin, are they all going for you? Because we've been talking about it all show. You know, the average age of the score is twenty two and a half. Well, yeah, okay, a lot of potential there. But does this mean we have to wait before we win anything for three years, if ever? And uh, and actually, you, everybody knows. I mean, you know, we were talking the other week about well, if you want to buy, if you we you know we could have bought Madison. Weren't ever in for him, as far as I know. Or Ward Prowse, Madison's ripping it up at Spurs. Ward Prowse is doing really well at West Ham. Proven Premier League players, but apparently Chelsea have got a moratorium. Is that the right word? Uh, on, yeah. on 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 twenty five, they won't buy anybody over twenty five. Apparently, that's the new rule. And it reminded me of like we won't. Leonardo, give... It's Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriends. Isn't well, it? quite yeah. Or uh, but when you know when Raymond was in charge, we wouldn't we wouldn't um, extend somebody's contract for more than a year if they were over 30. Over 30. So it seems like one of these... Other, and we used to bitch about that, saying how stupid that was. Well, this seems to me to be utterly stupid. But I, I think that there's something rather Machiavellian going on here. Why do you think, Martin, we're going with youth rather than experience? Why are we buying youth rather than experience? Because I think it has pl- fuck all to do with football. No, it doesn't. It has a lot to do with baseball. Because it's applying the same mentality you use to build up a baseball team. You get a load of kids from Latin America, stock up on them, and they either make it, or if they don't, you um, hive them off to um, other teams and you get players in exchange back. It's completely the wrong way of doing it. And we haven't mentioned it yet, but this whole nonsense before the transfer window where they were prepared to listen to any reasonable offer for Conor Gallagher, Trevor Chalaber, and Ian Matson because it would have counted as presumably because it would have counted as pure profit on the books is a disturbing development in my view as well. You may not rate them as players, but you know, Conor Gallagher, I'd soon have players that want to be there and that are prepared to fight for their place. These just see it as a profit, have the profit motive and they don't, they don't look at whether the player wants to say they're probably reviewing the contracts now, you know, in baseball, if you trade a contract, that's it. The player's out the door. Pack your pack your locker and go. Well, they can't do that here. Because they can't do that here, yeah. and I think that might that might have caught them by surprise. Yeah. Who knows? Because Connor and Connor and uh, Matson both said no, we don't want to, and and to an extent, Chaloba. So well, we... Ch- well Chaloba's. I'm not well, leaving. Was... Yeah, I'm not. Fu- I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah. But um, with Chaloba, it was um, you know, he wanted to go to buy, and that didn't happen. And then the only other offer was Forrest, and he said, "Thanks, but no thanks," yeah. which is you know he's entitled to yeah. do. It's and, a contract. Yep, yeah, and now they—they've. I think they may have had a little bit of another. They've probably looked at it now. They're trying to add. They'll, they'll be adding like no, the equivalent of no trade clauses in the in in the contracts. And Todd, if you want some free advice from me, just you know, just don't sell them to Spurs. But you're prepared to do that anyway because you only see the fucking pound signs. I don't. And to get back to your question very briefly, I, it's pure pure profit they're slashing the wage bill left right and center now you may be expecting a couple of years of development but how far does the team have to fall in the in the league before it starts to turn the other way because i'm even the most patient of fans are not going to accept you know god forbid finishing lower than 12 finishing 13th 14th 15th now if that happens you know Todd and Co could get a rude awakening because there's already disquiet about various things 
the co the supporters coaches stuff just got just came through in the press it had cut through there's about 101 other things that you know me you and jonathan could probably list off that we've heard either anecdotally or from people who know people who know and it just doesn't it doesn't add up to a very happy picture it's distinct from what's on the pitch because i still think pochettino is good enough as a coach to improve them a good 10 to 15 points just through coaching and fitness but behind the scenes i really don't i see what they're doing and i don't really like it i'm i'm not well, confident it's, it's acid stripping it, it is acid stripping it's it's what you do when you're preparing something to sell it on yeah which you is what they're doing the, you slash the wage bill you remove remove costs wherever you can you increase revenues by and you know they can just stitch us up for that if they can and that seems to be what they're trying to do. It looks like any carpet bag in operation you can think of in corporate business, yeah. but it's been applied to a football club. No, I totally agree. Do you think that they've they might possibly have approached it and realised it's not what they thought it was, and so they're actually thinking of selling chunks of it off, and this is why they're doing this? Nothing would shock me. Because it's the kind of thing that occasionally happens in business. Somebody comes in thinking something... It's like something and somebody, it, it evolves. It, it turns out that they came in not appreciating what the, the business model was like at all or what actually happened in the environment. And so their their first uh, um, desire is to is to exit it, but not in a, you know, obviously to make a, make money on it. So they don't, it, and in fact, it, 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 it just subtly becomes somebody else's. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's immediately just changed hands. It just happens that the shares keep being sold to other people. Yeah, so, well, maybe may worth keeping an eye on the um, company's house records in that case yeah. to see who holds what in Bluco. But they are they are indubitably uh, penny wise and pound foolish, you know. That, that's the good old expression which sums up their their transfer business and their commercial operations and what they're doing there in terms of yeah. fleecing us. But I tell you what, my real worry is is that you know going back to this, why are they buying the youth? rather than experience you know if you if you want to win if you want to win trophies you buy the best players for the job now who will get you over the line so you know okay i know we could argue that maybe madison and and ward prowse might not necessarily be the buys that we might actually do you know what under roman we probably would have bought them because we bought a very interesting array of people we bought world-class players and people who could do a job and that's the point a madison a, a madison or a ward prowse can do a job and they can maybe get you over the line i mean look at look at united buying van Persie years ago you know they bought van Persie and they won the league title basically because they bought in that season and he was hungry so my worry is is that they've just decided we're all going to buy young players um and we're going to stick them on long contracts and we're going to lower their wages and incentivize them. Well, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't see under this transfer window or this transfer system. I don't see. I don't see the ambition to go and win something now. I don't see the ambition to go and win the league title now. Forget the amount of money they paid on these people. They've just been mugged off. But I don't see the ambition to go and win trophies now. I mean, and I don't think they care about that. I think. I think Tony used to call this the Arsenal for, Arsenalification of Chelsea. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing because really what they're doing is they're buying players on a punt, on a gamble. You know, maybe it's, you talked about feature films earlier on, Martin. The old rule of feature film financing was that as a, as a studio, 
you would you would finance and fund 10 feature films in the absolute pure knowledge that six of them are going to bomb catastrophically and lose you loads of money and about two to three would make would break even and one would be a blockbuster which would make you loads of money which would make up for all of the losses and i think it's the same attitude that they've got with these players you know maybe one of these players will go on to be an absolutely superb player who we can actually sell for even more money going down the line but it's a fucking huge gamble and it smells of oh well we'll be happy if we make the quarterfinal in the champions league for three years running but not we want to win the champions league we want to win the league you know it's, it's qualify it's, for it first well yeah you know it's, it's got that about it for me isn't winning the champions league or getting into the final part of the whole financial package to avoid um uh, financial well when when you that. and i might be dead by the time we do it again with this lot in charge when well, are they going to do that they'll be fined won't they or they'll have old sanctions against them yeah but the, mo- the, the money that they get from being in the champions league is actually it, it's 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 fairly small it's an unth it's an unth it's, yeah. it's a loss it's a, effectively a loss leader they want to sell they want to they're selling the brand so they yeah, want to make the, them it's, the, it's merchandise yeah. they're making out of yeah. I mean, and, you know, and that, the other supporters yeah. that, that's yeah. very much the old model that was roman's model win everything everybody knows who you are sell lots of shit make more fans make more money that was roman's model effectively so i don't i think this is different i think this is all in 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 player trading as martin was suggesting earlier on and if the focus is on player trading it's not on winning trophies that's for sure and i think the other thing that they're hanging out for and i think this is where they really i mean this is not not breaking news they've telegraphed this from the minute they bought the club they see the next television rights deal is the key to all of this. And I think ultimately what they want to do, ironically, something that I think is not a bad idea, which is to own a lot more of the TV rights as, as a club. and be able, I mean, you know, the number of times we can't see a game, I'd pay, I'd pay 10 quid a game to, see it, to see, have it streamed to me whenever I want. You know, that's, that's what they're going for because that's what they do in America. That's how, how it all works out there in terms of the TV rights. So I think that they're... They're hanging on for a much bigger TV deal when that gets redone, I think, next year. And they're also hanging on for the whole market changing and opening up so that they can actually own the rights and sell them on an individual basis, which will make them, given the number of supporters we have, a shitload of money. But I do think this is about player trading and not not assembling a team to win shit. I really do. Because it's too much of a punt, too much of a gamble. When you throw in... I mean, just to bore you stupid, the, um, R, what's his name? RJ, not RJ... Um, Oh God, the lovely guy that uh, is a good mate of Dean's. I'm so sorry I've forgotten your your name because I'm in, I'm an old person. But he did a really good analysis of who we bought. Free transfers out: Kante, Baxter, Sterling, Aspilicueta, Aubameyang, Rahman. Sold: Kulibali, Kovic, Mendy, Loftus Cheek, Pulisic, Havertz, Mount, Ampadu, Simons, Hall, Ziyech, Hudson Odoi. Uh, released: Bakayoko, Wadey, Adagoki, Wareham, Fiabima, Castillo, Haig. McClelland, I mean, these are very youthy players. I'm not going to even bother reading any of them. Signed. This is the really important bit, isn't it? Nkunku, Jackson, Marrera, Gabriel, Washington, Sanchez, Dizazi, Ugo, Chukwu, Kaikado, Lavia, Petrovic, Cole Palmer. All of them very young. Uh, I won't bother with the left on loans. You get my drift. It's player trading, folks. I'm sure of it. Because that is not... I don't think you're assembling a squad with these players to go and win the league this year i don't even think next year i just don't see it where's the world-class players now 
Where's the experienced players now who can do a job for you and get you over the line? That's what we used to do. Well, Hernandez is supposed to be world-class because he won the, the World Cup. So he's one you could say was world-class. Reese James is supposed to be world-class and he would be if he didn't have a China doll. He's physique. got a world-class injury record. He does have. Um, uh, who else could you say? Silva was world-class, but he, he whether he is anymore... Um, Chilwell works wonderfully when it all seems to work and otherwise at the moment he's missing too much and his um, the final ball isn't good enough uh, and his shots get saved um, otherwise everybody else is is work in progress aren't they so I, I wouldn't call Hernandez world class just yet no, but no, he's, but the close, he's the closest he, we'll get to it he might be he might be yeah he might be he might be Reese James might be I mean, he's not but done it. was it. for a period, Chidgy was. There was a period where I think he was. I think, I, against, yeah. Against Real Madrid I, the year before last. Well, here's the, here's the, yeah, but here's the point, you know. Yeah, I would err on that. I, but I'd still say he's got a way to go. He's got a way to go. Cause he's got to do it two, three years on the trot at that level, getting better and better each year. Yeah. The trouble with James is he gets injured, so you can't tell. But I think the tell, it, the tell here is that Real Madrid want to buy him. They don't buy shit players. You know, they buy they buy the best players. But then what happens is you play for Real Madrid and then you become world-class, don't you? But isn't the idea we're supposed to be, there was a period where people, we need to be like Real Madrid. Well, it's it's stuck. Well, that was under Roman, not, mate. It, it's not happened. Indeed. It's gone. It's yeah. gone. It is an X strategy. It is no more. It has gone to me to make her. It's pushing up yeah. the fucking daisies, yeah, mate. Fucking daisies, mate. Yeah. Yeah, dearie me. But I mean, yeah, I just, I just, I, I, I have many questions and I have very few answers. But I'm curious about this, and I, I think it's a big punt. I really do. And we, I mean, we know, we know that these, these kind of people, they, as you said, J.K., they have an exit strategy, and we, we think it's that they're, they're not allowed to do it for ten years. Um, I don't see how that that could. I can't be see how that's that. enforceable either. You know, I agree. You know, and they've got very good lawyers who will finagle their way out of it. I'm sure. Um, I mean, am, am I worried? Yeah, I am a little bit. I, I don't think the, the the best interests of supporters are going to be served per se. I mean, here's the thing: what we've learned as Chelsea supporters is we'll basically put up with any shit if our, if the people who run and own our club are enabling it to win trophies year on year out because we get a lot of joy out of that. I mean, it's the reality, isn't it? Come on, we, we be honest. You'll forgive anybody or or for anything if you if they help you to win a trophy. I've never doubted it, Chidge. Yeah. All I want to see is the ball in the back of the net and the trophy yeah. being held. You know, so I think I think you know, weirdly, as a as a club, we're more we've become more attuned and more interested in winning trophies than seeing decent football. Um, I'd quite like to see some decent football as well. But yeah, I like winning trophies. The joy I've had over the last twenty five. 30 years is incomprehensible. I never expected any of it. It's just been delightful. And yeah, I like to see that happen again. The joy with the team playing wonderfully winning trophies is, is, is peerless. It's, it's, it's absolutely what you have to have from watching a football team with aspirations. But I mean, that, that for me, I, I, I took huge joy in a shithousing our way to the Champions League win in 2012. So for me, that's good football because it's shit. I like. I mean, you know. I think the good... best foot. The best football is winning football. Yes, exactly. Oh, simple as that. I mean, I, you know, if we were if we were a half decent podcast, we would clip that out and put it out on social media with a bit of video attached, wouldn't we? 
Uh, then I'll be fucking reminded of it every week for two years by randoms on on the internet. I know. Well, I tell you what, you could have that quote with my picture on it, and I'd be. <laughs> yeah, there you go. T- <laughs> not like Jonathan to claim credit for everything, is it? No. I think what, the one thing I would, the one, no. I'd like to say one more thing about one his own. I I would, and another thing. Um, I I would. He have suddenly a lot just got less... the joke. Sorry. I just... <laughs> I'd have a lot less of issue with them if they hadn't been so publicly scorning of the outgoing regime when they they made those claims about it you know being deficient commercially and on the footballing side and on the data side it's like well if however deficient roman abramovich and company were on the commercial side they at least managed to successfully negotiate a shirt sponsorship deal in time to be able to sell the fucking shirts to make money i mean i know they've eventually you know, acceded to selling the shirts without a sponsor, but it, you know, this wasn't them taking a stand saying, no, we are not going to have a sponsor on our shirt. This is because we fucked it up. There's no, there's no principle involved. It's just a cock up. And the other thing was, I um, don't know if you saw, I had a, a bit of a back and forth with um, Philippe Auclair, the French journalist. and or, he was, or, or Philippe, Philippe Eclair, as I call him. Uh, indeed. And he had, a, he has another music nom de, alias as well but i can't remember what it is but he he was mentioning a uh, nottingham forest shirt sponsor basically being a chine an illegal chinese company and then i looked as i i swear to god i saw that sponsor on the ad boards at stamford bridge on saturday and so it proved caillou us the asian betting partner for chelsea they're illegal what they do is fucking illegal and chelsea are cozying up to them so what other weird deals have they got in place? And they've these... got a, an away shirt, the same colour as the home shirt. At the oh, moment. my God. Yeah, they're, they're, that is just bonkers. I mean, apparently, if you look at it in a certain light, it's more black than blue. But come on. I mean, it's just it's crazy. And again, no shirt sponsor and not not because it's not intentionally, but because they fucked it up. Yeah, no. Yeah, there's there's plenty to be concerned about, I think. Um but uh, but there we go. Um, I'm afraid there's not a lot we can do about it apart from watch, which is what and we, shout and shout occasionally. shout into the void as we often do. Right, um, that is the end of the show, pretty much. Uh, as he says, trying to find his notes about what's going on at the end of the week. Um, what I can tell you is that we we will be having a show on Friday, uh, even though there's no football because we're now in the middle of an international break, of course. Uh, JK and I will be back on Friday. Now, apparently, with Martin. Although Martin might like to... Because Martin is replacing JK, as you all have figured out, particularly JK. But, uh, and then but, he's replacing you. Oh, well, I, I am being replaced. I'm getting to that. Haven't but, got the tech, mate. <laughs> but Martin is very, very welcome if he wants to come along on Friday. Um, uh, if he wants to sub with Clayton, he's equally welcome to do that if he wants the night off. But there's no football to preview. So what we will be doing is one of our legendary uh, Q&A shows for the good folk of Patreon, Discord and Mixler, which have been great fun in the past. I really do hope Martin is on on Friday because he's the he's What does they say in a... I'm the only one who can answer the fucking questions. Well, yeah, uh, it's, it's a, a, good day, a good day for... was it? A good day for old men or something. Um, I'm, uh, Martin is the brains of an otherwise no-brain outfit. So there you go. Far now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I really do hope he's here. But yeah, well, I mean, it's great fun because we have no idea what's coming our way. People, yeah. people just ask I've not, questions. I've not been on one of those shows. Haven't so, you? Yeah, I'm, I, no, I haven't. So they're great yeah, fun. Not, 
They're I great pop, fun. I might pop. I might pop along. They're, they're great fun because we have really good people who are joining in. Sometimes they come along. You know, they actually. I'll 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 email the people of uh, Patreon and Discord see if any of them fancy uh, fancy joining us uh, on Zoom because that's always nice when we have a gathering. Um, but if not, we'll just just uh, answer people's uh, uh, questions from Mixler, and if nobody turns up, we'll just have a natter about any old bollocks like we normally do but anyway we'll be on at half seven usual time on friday and as i was alluding to beyond that um what i'll do on monday i'll, I'll stick up uh um because i'm going to be at the cricket all day sunday so i won't have any time to to, to do a 50 years show because they take ages to prepare for but uh I'll, I'll save that for the next international break but i'm at the cricket all day on sunday so i haven't got time but i'll, I'll put up one of the uh the troubadour gigs podcasts that have not seen the light of day yet because i've been too lazy so that you'll have some content or as the uh our, our friends in london's blue say you'll have some content coming out monday or something like that very poor impersonation of nick but uh, you will have you will have a pod up on monday but it'll be one of the uh i think i might do the uh do the uh the you know the come along and sing sing your song one with bunners and patesy because that was a cracker I don't know. We'll see. I've got loads to choose from. I think we've got Johnny Boyles, Cundies. They were all, all crackers. Canners. Too. I haven't put any of them up apart from Pats. I really ought to get them out. Anyway, so that'll be on Monday. And then, of course, uh, it'll be the Bournemouth match on the Saturday. But I'm not going to be here. No, I am going away on holiday for two weeks to France. So I'm going to leave you in the capable hands of Dean Mears. Uh, so Dino's going to be running the show for a couple of weeks while I'm away. So... Uh, be be very kind and lovely to him now apparently i think it's um i think it's caroline i could be wrong but ms ms walters says yes please looking forward to friday if you want to join us on zoom then you are most welcome to i'll, I'll ping you all a message in patreon and uh, discord as i said and you can let me know all right so there we go uh talking of patreon if you do like what we do you can become a chelsea fancast patron uh and uh what does that mean well it means that you bung us money bung us throw money at us every month i mean actually it's a couple of quid or a dollar or whatever you can actually there's no there's no limit or, or or minimum you just do whatever you fancy if you appreciate what we do and you want to say thank you um and the address for that is patreon.com forward slash chelsea fancast i really don't mind i mean honestly I, I love you all equally if you do it's great if you don't i still love you all and anyway if you do you'll get a carrie dixon banner if you want one a mini replica of the one that hangs up with the matthew hard again and of course you get to join our discord group which is like mixler 24 7 and is a lot of fun uh now uh that i think is it for this evening uh our social media is at chelsea fancast i'm at stanford chidge jonathan is at jonathan kid and martin is at martin underscore wickham martin very lovely to see you and thank you again no problem um thanks for having me obviously um stepped in for a few not going to mention that i think at the moment i'm top on the prem predictions but I, I'll, um, yeah i gave that a swerve because i had an absolute fucking shocker this week I w- i'm not I w- on page I w- one anymore <laughs> i would have done but um, man united's implosion massively got me out of the shit i had two one correct I had score two one three one three one fuck you now <laughs> i i had three one but i didn't anticipate in it anticipate the goals been as late as they were but um yeah i'm not complaining because my other scores were an absolute bin fire no, i had a terrible I only got what, about... what do you do martin do you spend a long time poring over them or just five five ten minutes instinctive tops? instinctive just just average out the scores i mean i mean i'm as nice as it would be to predict you know chelsea winning five nil every time it's not going to happen so um you just you know work, sort of work a, on a, elements of common sense a little bit and some of it Occasionally, there's some mad shit that happens around the Christmas period and towards the end of the season. 
Yeah, it's very well. You do very well. You're very good, uh, Jonathan. I'm pleased to say, is dropping like a stone. He's assumed his rightful position, keeping Brian Justman company. But there you go, J.K. Lovely to see you as always, and uh, as I, always. I will see see thee Friday. Of I'll course. be there. And uh, yeah, there we go. You lot out there, lovely to hear from you uh, and uh, read your messages on on Mixler and just having you join us. Thank you for listening. See you soon. Soon. Until then, keep it blue. Keep it careful and keep it chills. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.